Today we're going to be uh, focusing on uh, Matthew chapter 6, uh, starting at verse number 5. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of prayer in our faithful lives. So starting at verse number 5, we have, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into your closet. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees you in secret shall reward you openly. And when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. But be ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And let us lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. For if ye give, if, if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for bringing us here today. Um, and thank you for the opportunity you've given us here today to just read your word and to just adhere to it and just listen to it and to just breathe it in and just absorb it. And thank you for the opportunities you've given us today that we can share you uh, to all people. We thank you for the opportunity to look at your word and to study it and to apply it to our lives. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you will keep us um, on a steady path of faithfulness. And I pray that you will make us better at praying and so we can know the, the truth uh, behind praying and what it truly means. I pray that we just uh, grow in our prayer life and that we can be strong warriors for the kingdom in your precious name. Amen. So if you want to take uh, a couple of points in your Bible uh, in this section, uh, there's three points or three key points uh, to prayer. And number one is prayer is holy between us and God. So prayer is completely and only between us and God. Number two, prayer is essential to faithful obedience. Number three, prayer is much more than words. Prayer is a quintessential, quintessential part of the Christian faith, and it's so often overlooked and misunderstood. We tend to think of that prayer is more of a wish uh, to God, like a genie in a magic lamp. But biblically, that is not the case. Prayer, as we see it in the Bible, is a personal and unique conversation between man and God. Prayer is arguably one of the most important parts of the Christian walk. That is why today we're talking about prayer and how important it is to us. As we see here in the passage, uh, we see Jesus is telling the disciples um, how to pray and where to pray. And you notice um, the, um, in another passage, uh, the disciples actually ask Jesus how to pray. They ask him how to pray. 
You notice they never ask him how to preach, never ask him how to teach. The only thing they ask them throughout all of the Gospels is, how do we pray? They say, Master, teach us to pray. And that is um, no coincidence that they did. Uh, because this is emphasizing how important prayer is. Because prayer is, if you think about it, what it truly is, break it down, uh, what it is. Essentially, it's just a uh, conversation between yourself and God. And we tend to think it's just a conversation, but it's more than a conversation. We think that it's just words ruddering to God, but it's much more than words ruddering to God. It's much more than that. See, prayer is the divine and human connection we have between uh, God and us. And it's how we, we, we talk to God. And that is a gift in and of itself. You see, prayer is the communication method for which we can talk to our Creator. Now, we need to, we need to really take that in and try to grasp it, even though we can't. Uh, just processing that, that we had the opportunity to talk to our Creator, the one who created us, the one who knew us before the foundation of the world. He knew us before then, and he, he made all this beautiful, this world and this universe, yet we can still have a conversation with him. Now, we can't have a conversation maybe with the president, but we, ha we can have a conversation between, um, our God, between us and God, and that is special. It, is, it shows the special relationship we can have with God. And knowing how to do it is important. And it's not much knowing how to do it as to uh, living it. Knowing something and living something is much different. We can know how to pray, but unless you actually apply it to your life, you won't really know how to do it. And what Jesus is saying here, he's, saying, he's telling us the, the basic uh, building block, blocks of prayer. He, he's saying um, to not do what the majority does, what uh, the, the Pharisees and um, the hypocrites do. And what does he say? He says, don't pray like they do because they pray that men can hear them. And it says that, um, we read verse 5 and 6 again. He says, and when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Truly, I say unto you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, enter into a closet, and when you have shut the door, Pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees you in secret will reward you openly. So he's saying don't be like these people who want to be seen of men for their prayers. So don't have these long and, and, and beautiful prayers almost like it's poetry. You don't, don't be like that. And, and why, would Jesus want, why would Jesus tell his disciples this? Because you would think that, that Jesus would want us to pray before people and so people can see our faith. But rather, he, he says, go to a closet and shut the door and then pray. And he specifically says, you have to shut the door first and then pray. And that's what he says. And why, why, would, he, why would he want us to do this? He's emphasizing that prayer is a relationship, a personal relationship, personal conversation between us and God. But what the Pharisees and the hypocrites had done, they wanted to be seen of men for their prayers. They wanted, to, they wanted people to hear them. They wanted people to see how great they were at praying. They, they used it as um, clout. They used it as something they could uh, idolize themselves as. So when they prayed, they prayed like they were, they were um, just all out for it. 
And when people saw them, they were like, wow, I wish I could be like them. But here, here Jesus is telling us, he's saying, don't be like these mighty people. They don't know what they're doing. He's saying, go in, in a closet in secret and pray to God. Because this is a personal relationship. Prayer is much more than just a conversation with God. If He knows our very thoughts, then we are praying almost all the time. Praying is not just being on our knees with hands together and eyes closed. The prayer is like that. The prayer like that is not wrong. It is not the only type. Prayer should not be set up as a ritual like other religions have. Uh, it is evident that we serve a personal God who wants to hear us and a God, a God that can hear our jumbled thoughts and words. So if we take that, take that and we, we take the, the basic building blocks of what prayer is and we apply it to the whole Bible, well, what do we see? We see almost the whole entire Bible is prayer. It's a conversation between us and God. Well, when you look at the Psalms, what, is it, what does David have in the Psalms? He's crying out sometimes. Sometimes he's, he's weeping. Sometimes he's, he's rejoicing. That's prayer. And that was David's life through and through. Sometimes he even uh, said at one time in his Psalms, he says, I have shed my couch with tears. <laughs> and how often uh, do we feel like that sometimes? And he's crying out to God. All these Psalms, these songs he's singing, it is for God. And that's how we are to pray to God. It's supposed to be personal. And that's what David did in the Psalms. He was praying personally to God. He was crying out to God as we should. You know, it's important to note that Jesus is speaking to the common person here. You know, prayer to these hypocrites that uh, Jesus was talking about, they, 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 they looked like, to, to the common person at the time, these people would be just decked out. They were, they were like, you could, they could not, common people couldn't touch them. They were like lepers almost, you know? Uh, and, and Jesus is saying, you don't have to be this holier-than-thou person. You don't have to be this mighty person. You just got to be a person. <laughs> That's all you have to be. And Jesus is saying, prayer is simple like this. And then he gives the whole entire outline of prayer. And he said, the Lord, this prayer that we, we've all known, and mainly the, uh, the Catholic Church has used it the most. Uh, us Protestants don't use it as much. Uh, because it sounds old and uh, sort of archaic, but it's if you just dissect the words and look at how beautifully Jesus has laid this prayer out, we see how beautiful it is. We, we, it starts out, he says, Father, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So, so glorified be thy name. So, so um, set apart be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Quite a simple outline of a prayer. Now, in some sects of Christianity, that people may say that you have to pray exactly like this. That's not true. He's giving an outline of what it should be like. This outline is a selfless prayer. Getting rid of yourself and saying, your will be done, God, not mine. Yours be done first. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So we need stuff to survive. We need this food to survive such that your will can live within us and we can do it on the earth. 
and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And that in of itself is hard to grasp because we don't like to forgive. We're humans and we, we are terrible at doing so. But he says, forgive us our debts because we forgive our debtors. So we are to forgive in, this, in these prayers. In our prayer life, we are to forgive others. So if you have a, if you have a, um, just a rivalry between someone, just pray and say, God, I forgive them. I forgive them. I do. I, I don't I have no need of being bitter at them. I have no need of holding a grudge against them. And better, better yet, after that prayer, go and tell them, you know, I forgive you because Christ has forgiven me. And it says, lead us not into, our tem- into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And at the end there, he closed it off. So be it. Amen means so be it. And amen is a, is a word we could use every day of our lives. So be it. Well, uh, well, I had a terrible day today. Well, so be it. Amen. You know, we, we are to have prayer in our lives all the time. And it's no doubt whenever you pray, you feel a, a sort of peace. And it's not a coincidence that that happens. Because you're talking to the Almighty God who is with you all the time. Who says in Proverbs 3, 5, He will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is a comforting feeling when we pray. Prayer brings forth peace. And, and prayer is powerful. Prayer is peaceful. And it's all of them in one. We, we don't really understand how how greatly intercession is or prayer is between us and God. We don't understand truly. We can't really grasp how, how deep it is. Because uh, I'll give you an example of a man. Some of you guys m- might know a man called John Knox. He's a, a Scottish uh, a minister back in the 1600s. And um, you may be familiar with uh, Queen Mary. Uh, and she was known to kill uh, many thousands of different Protestants during the, the Reformation. And that's where we get that's where we get um, the term Bloody Mary, and uh, the, sort of the ritual that people do of uh, saying her name three times. It's because we get the word uh, the name Bloody Mary because she had killed so many people. Yet this one frail Scottish minister, John Knox, he, he had a passion for prayer. He prayed all the time, and it's, it, he he was a nobody but became somebody because. That, that queen said this one famous phrase about him. She said, I fear that man's prayers over all the armies of Europe combined. And this lady who had killed thousands of people feared that man's prayers more than all the armies. And that says something about prayer. That man prayed earnestly and steadfastly. He prayed all the time. Just like we are supposed to do. He, he lived out the example that Christ gave of praying. He said, not my will, yours be done, God. Your kingdom come, your will be done. That's what he did. And tyrants feared the prayers. You know why? Because God is real and God is talking to us. And God, it, we are having a conversation between the almighty creator of everything. So there's obviously power behind it. We make requests to God, and He does them in His will. 
You may be praying right now over something. You may be praying, well, I, well, God, I really need this scholarship or, or God, I really need this moment in my life to go. And, and then you get mad if he doesn't answer it. But here it is. We sometimes struggle in our faith and our minds wander and we're asking God, we're saying, why can't you do this? Well, there's a reason behind everything, whether he answers the prayer or not. Maybe if you get this uh, a scholarship or, or maybe if this thing happens in your life, maybe that will take away from you doing God's will in your own life. See, it's all about God's will. When we're praying, that's exactly why Jesus starts. He says, your kingdom come and your will be done in earth. Your will be done in earth. It's all about his will when we pray. We say, your will be done. No matter how much it hurts me, no matter how much it will, it will take from me, your will be done. And what does Paul say? And Paul says, um, Paul states that um, uh, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Correct? And in his purpose, his will, and when we pray that his will be done, all things can work together for our good. Because we're called according to his purpose. And that's how we are to pray. We are to pray selflessly and to God for his will to be done. And you'll notice it's a scary prayer to pray because that means getting rid of yourself. That means subtracting yourself from the equation. Saying, I want my will to be done, but I want God's will, done, will to be done more. Because His will is superior to ours. And another point about prayer is that it exhausts your vocabulary. That's, the, that's what Leonard Ravenhill, a famous preacher, said. He said, when you pray, it will exhaust your vocabulary. You will come, with, come up with words that you don't even know exist. And it just flows through you. Because prayer is much more than a conversation, it's much more than words. We gotta we gotta remember, and I want to make this clear, that we are talking to the creator of the universe, God. Bigger than everything we've ever known. That's why it will exhaust every bit of your vocabulary because you won't have any more words to say. What words can we possibly say to an almighty God? That's why prayer is so unique. That's why it's not some ritual. It's a conversation, yet it's more than that. It's words, but it's more than that. Sometimes you'll find yourself when you pray that you can't come up with words, but still God understands you. See, God doesn't need your words to understand you. Because look at what Jesus says here. But ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what knows the, what things you have need of before you even ask Him. And some people might uh, take that as an excuse not to pray. Well, God already knows what I, God already knows what I need, so I don't need to pray. Well, that's not true. When we pray, and then when our words fall short, we don't know what words to utter. That's when he that that's when that verse applies, because. He knows what we're asking even if we don't. 
And that's the beautiful part about prayer is that we don't have to understand ourselves for God to understand us. That's one thing I've realized is that God understands us even though we can't understand ourselves. Sometimes we'll pray and pray, but we don't know what we're praying for. But God already knew what we're praying for, even though we couldn't understand what we're praying for. And that's a powerful thing. And I'd like to, uh, for you to turn to um, one last passage, Psalm 18, starting at verse number 6. Just another beautiful representation of prayer here. We have Psalm 18, starting at verse number... My bad. That's the wrong one. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, here we go. Psalm 18, verse number 6 here. So, it says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. Take that in. Just digest that for a minute. Just think about what what um, David is saying here. He says, In my distress, I called to the Lord. Well, we say we prayed to the Lord. And I cried unto my God. There we go, that personal statement. There, my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him. And then here we go right here, even into his ears. So when we pray, our words go directly into God's ears. Now that in and of itself is beautiful. That could be a whole sermon in of itself. How great is it to know that the God of all the cosmos hears us? Better yet, He understands us even when we can barely understand ourselves. He breaks through our confusion and understands our rambling thoughts. And at times when we are unable to hear anything, He, as Augustine, Augustine says, one of the church fathers says, shatters our deafness. We must take solace in the fact that we serve a personal God who hears us and is always with us. So prayer is much more than the words we utter to God. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is peaceful. Prayer brings forth something over us that we can't quite explain. You ever wonder when you talk to people and sometimes they can't understand you? You know, you may feel right now that no one can understand what you're going through. But what it just says here is that God can. God can understand you. So when you cry out, even if you don't know what you're crying out for, just cry out. At least think about God. Live out your prayer. Live it out. And how do we do that? We live out through His will. By doing that which He has called us to do. Whether that be um, you could be a retailer, you could be a farmer, you could be a preacher. It doesn't matter. Live out through His will. Do everything for the glory of God. Proverbs 3.6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. And do that. Follow in His way and His righteousness. And keep praying. Because prayer is powerful and prayer is peaceful. And prayer is what will get you through. One other psalm, now that I think of it, is Psalm 23. One that most people in here could probably recite um, without even looking at it. And this is just another representation of just how important 
this prayer is how important this conversation between us and God is. Psalm 23, start at verse 1, right here, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And there we go. Right there, we start off just like the way Jesus had prayed. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A lot of people confuse that word shall with should, but it's not. That word shall means will. I will not want. So it's saying, I'm taken away from my will. I'm going to trust in God's will. So that's the first line of what Jesus was talking about in his prayer. He said, I, uh, uh, God's will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus has said. And now we have David here giving another example of that. He said, I will not want nothing but God's will. So we have to directly make the effort to say, I'm not going to trust in my will. I'm going to trust in God's will all the way. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. And he restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Not ours. His name's sake. And he leads us in the paths of righteousness. So when we pray, when we talk to God, when we live out our faith, He's leading us in the paths of righteousness for His namesake. And what does it say in, in, in the Gospels? He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And, he's ta- and prior, He was talking about how all the things that we need, food, water, everything, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything will be added unto you. Not things that you want, things that you need to continue following His will and His righteousness. We follow after Him and He leads us to these still waters and paths of righteousness. And how do we do this? How can we be more strong in this? We pray. We pray. If you don't know what to pray, pray anyways. Prayer will take everything out of you. It will take everything from your inner soul and just pour it out to God. True prayer. I'm not talking like simple prayer. Simple prayer is in just praying that you, you get a nice parking spot. Not that type of prayer. I'm talking the prayer when you just have nothing left but Jesus and you pour it all out to Him. If you had nothing, give that nothing to Him. Give everything to Christ, even your prayer life. Everything. The stronger prayer life you have, the more peace you're going to have. The more you grow in prayer, the more you grow in your walk with Jesus, in your faith. One of the points is that prayer is an essential uh, element to faithful obedience. That's why Jesus gave the disciples an example of prayer, selfless prayer. That's why the disciples asked him how to pray. You don't think they looked at those, those, those Pharisees and those, those people praying in the streets and said, man, I wish we could be like them. Maybe, they, maybe God really does talk to them. No, Jesus, and then Jesus says, no. He can talk to you if, even if you're simple. You don't have to be an extravagant person. Ask God to help you pray. 
That's another thing. Ask Him to help you pray. Sometimes you don't understand why you're praying. Sometimes you don't know how to pray for things. Yet ask God to help you pray. Say, God, I need your help. I need your help in this prayer and help me to pray more. Help me to understand what you want me to pray for. And that's what we have to do. I just want to close again with um, Psalm 18, verse 6 again. In my distress, I called on the Lord and I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of His temple and my cry came before Him even into His ears.